Embrace your faith. Embrace what you've been taught because that is the truth. That's truth. And mm-hmm. people t- say, what's truth? Well, Jesus Christ is truth. Yeah. And you take that into the world and you'll do all right. This is a podcast of St. Paul Lutheran Church where we equip every generation to live rooted in Jesus. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast uh, for today. This is Pastor Schultz, and we're grateful that you are joining us as we continue this conversation about authentic relationships. It's one of the values that we have here at St. Paul. Uh, We believe these values are critical because they bring to the forefront of who we are as God's people, as we're on that mission from Christ uh, to equip every generation and to make disciples of all people. Uh, But the big idea of why we're taking a moment and looking at these authentic relationships is because uh, they're critical in the Holy Scriptures, and these Holy Scriptures guide us. How God works in the Holy Scriptures is that he creates relationships, he creates behaviors and expectations, how he causes us to love and show hospitality and grace, and those same rules, those same identity markers still apply today. Uh, So we want to take a moment, um, and each and every single week we have a guest come on with us for today, if you you missed some of the last ones, but uh, we have a guest for today to help explore that concept of relationships, how God works through relationships, and uh, many of you probably know him, but not all of you. Um, So I have with me here Marty for today. Marty, could you just give a brief snapshot of yourself to our listeners, um, especially if uh, they don't know you, um, and they can get a little flavor of who you are before our conversation? Yeah, um, I'm Marty Hauser, and I actually presently work here at St. Paul's as a director of servant ministry. Um, I have a a wife, Sandy, and four children. We've been members here at St. Paul's for about 36 years. All four of my children have gone through St. Paul's grade school here, and um, I have gone to Living Word and now have kind of scattered doing their thing in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank you for coming out and uh, talking for today. Appreciate that. So we'll dive into the Holy Scriptures, and our reading for today comes from 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, and then it's 7 through uh, seven through 11. If you got a, a Scriptures at home, I certainly encourage you, um, encourage you to crack them open and, and read along with me, or else just uh, hear the sound of my voice. But the, uh, the Holy Scriptures read, Now the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, uh, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling, as each has received a gift to use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified. Through Jesus Christ, to Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever, Amen. Uh, now, this portion of Scripture, obviously, we chose because it highlights um, the relationships that God gives to us. But uh, Marty, anything jump out at you uh, from this text that we read about how it uh, talks about God working through us and in the in the just the care that we give to one another? Anything pop out to you? Yeah, actually. I mean, just reading through 8 through 11 here, there's a, a few things that hit home to me in which um, which I use, which I've, I look at myself, look, look at others around me. Um, in, ver- in verse 8, above all things, have fervent love for one another. And that idea of love one another is just one that's, I mean, 
Jesus talked to us over and over again about love and yeah. how we should treat people and what does that mean? What does that look like? And to say, above all things, have fervent love for one another just uh, highlights the beginning of these verses. And then going on to verse 10, <clears throat> each one has received a gift and I have ministered to one another, but if you, instead of ministering, use it, use it for one another. So we receive this gift from the Holy Spirit um, to be able to share it with other people. Mm. And and that's all part of the relationship thing that we're, we get, we'll be getting into. Um, so the love for one another, using our gifts, and being good stewards. So you know what you're, when you figure out what your gifts are, God has given these to you, not for you just to keep for yourself, but to use them to uh, to share those gifts. And then later on in, in verse 11 where it talks about do it as with the ability which God supplies mm-hmm. and knowing that God's given you these gifts should give you that confidence to go out and use it. I know it can be scary sometimes, especially it's if it's something that you're not used to doing in uh, being a good steward or using your gifts, but knowing that God, God has given given this to you, that the Holy Spirit is with you, and then it finishes that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. And isn't that exactly why we're even here on this earth to glorify God? So, I mean, this whole these whole, all these verses just have a lot to share with us to how to live life. So you talked about those gifts. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking through, it's the end of the school year. Uh, we got grade schoolers and high schoolers that are going to go through their various graduations. And it's interesting because some of them will graduate and uh, some of them, yeah, absolutely. God has given me this gift. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And others, uh, it takes them a little bit longer uh, to figure out. And uh, my question is this. So put yourself in their shoes when you were in eighth grade or 12th grade and you were going out. Did you know or have those gifts identified in your mind of this is how God's going to use me or kind of stuff he's given me? No, not at all. And, and, and that's, a, that's a thing. I look back at... Very common. I think back at my, my past yeah. and, and where I am today and wish I had the confidence, wish I had the knowledge back when I was in junior high school or high school to use these things. Yeah. But I was just like any other kid going out. And some people are gifted to know what they want to do yeah. in life. Mm-hmm. And that's just their personality that they carry that on. Um, mine was, I think, formed as, as life happened. <laughs> and Well, part of it is you just got to like experience stuff, even though, you know, oh, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Exactly. It. And even when I went to, off to college, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. After one year, I didn't. Oh, really? I came back home. <laughs> so... Glad you figured that out quicker rather than yes. later, though. Yeah. yeah. And and that all in all, I look back at it, and that's what's cool is you look back at your life and you see how God used that yeah. and where he took you and what path he took you on. You don't always know, and that's where that trust in God can really be helpful. Yeah. One of the other things I loved that you said, uh, you highlighted that aspect of love um, in here, and uh, certainly we've been highlighting the, the hospitality and the in the in the relationship verses in the holy scriptures but i think almost to a person every single one um, that theme of love has really emerged 
in there. Um, and it shouldn't shock us too much. The scriptures say God is love and it flows out from that. And, and Jesus says, how do we relate to God? Well, God loves us and then we love God. That's the first three commandments. And then we love other people. That's the last seven. But that idea of love is just so critical to everything that God does for us and we do for other people it, in, a, in the best way. We can't escape from it. It's yeah. just there. Yeah. And that, that idea of love is, you, yeah, you got to ask yourself, what is that? What is that? And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And so I go, <clears throat> I go to Galatians um, chapter 522 with the fruit of the spirit. And this, that's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I, I see that as all wrapped up in how to show love yeah. using those things. That is, yeah, yeah. That's a great list too. Uh that's a whole other podcast coming up, Marty. It's a, <laughs> a great idea. All right, you guys hear to, heard it here first. Because of Marty Hauser, we're, uh, we're launching the Fruit of the Spirit podcast uh, part. I don't know what. Uh, thank you for that. That's good. But as we kind of pivot and look at our own lives, um, you know, and, and you in particular, how have you seen those relationships? Maybe it's through the love um, that God has given and worked through your life for other people or how you receive that love, or maybe it's through your gifts. You know, could you, could you share a couple examples to say, yeah, these are the relationships that God created in my life and they made a huge difference for me uh, to inspire and encourage our listeners that God is still working and active today. Yeah, the whole idea of relationships and where I was and where I've, where I've been and that whole journey that you go down to get to where where we are today. Um, there isn't really one thing that I can say, uh, this is a aha moment type of thing or got me to where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. And just real quickly, I'll just run down. Um, it's a, it's just, it's a snapshot of my life yeah. and my journey. Thanks. So, and people out there that are listening, maybe you can relate to some of this stuff, which I think is cool. And it, and I guess before I get into that, it's just, just the idea of relationships, how important they are. Um, the Bible talks so much about them. And you look at even Jesus and his disciples. Yeah. And that, that whole connection that they had is pretty remarkable. And and there's so much there to, uh, to see. Yeah, well, he had take so many people following him, as you kind of said. I, just his 12 disciples and then crowds and crowds of people who just flocked to the, flocked to the guy wherever he went and... And he constantly showed that love and that relationship, um, even when he was tired. Uh, you know, when I was just reading the scriptures the other day, and, and Jesus says he looked up on uh, as, as a sheep without a shepherd, something to that effect. And just his heart was moved with compassion, and he cared for them. And that's part of being in a relationship. So, yeah. sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, just uh, just a quick snapshot. Um, I grew up as a PK, a pastor's mm-hmm. kid. Um, we were in Covenant in Milwaukee. My dad was a pastor there. I went to Northwest grade school there and, uh, seventh, eighth grade middle school is junior high was probably when I look back my favorite years because of the friendship, probably because of the lack of stress that maybe I had or anxiety (laughs) in dealing with relationships and that it was just so natural back there had a good solid group of friends in the in those group at that time. Did you ever get back down in Milwaukee? Does Not to, or anything. Um, have um off and on. Um, it hasn't been a while, 
But it is fun to go back and go to church there and see all these. They're mostly parents of my friends that are aged now that I oh, that I see and connect with. But it's always fun to <laughs> see that. Um, just going through Milwaukee Lutheran High School, I went through there four years. Um, the relationships I built there were huge. Went to UW-Platteville one year. And uh, then came home, and this is this is a journey. When you look back, you think, "Oh, I have failed going to a school and quitting, going doing something else." But that's a, just a journey that God takes different people on. Yep. And I see that now. Went to MATC when I got back, and and part of that reason was is where I met Sandy, mm. my wife. Well, that was a. Great so. decision, that yeah. <laughs> worked out well. <laughs> yep. But, um, and then after that, then I, I got a job at Rockwell Automation, worked there for like 35 years before I retired. But in the meantime, I mean, I, I, I would still be in touch with friends um, all the way back from grade school and high school. So those relationships, they weren't a day-to-day thing like when you're in school, but they were still there, and they were special. And we grew. It was a group of us, about seven of us, that were part of this Northwoods Investment Club. Oh, cool! And gave us a reason to get together twice a year. Oh, that's nice too. So, yeah, Do you still and make that? money. Yeah, we're uh, slowly uh, ending it. Okay, collecting all the money that we made over the years. Cool. Good for you guys. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, but so you have all those those connections and friends and relationships built through all those years, which is pretty awesome. Um, then I, then looking at my family, I have my family and, um, even when I think about it, <laughs> I get emotional and that's, I don't know why. Yeah. But anyways, it's a core relationship. Yeah. Now it's, and that's, that's what's the most awesome is, um, my wife Sandy and my four children, um, my mom, and my dad when he was with us, um, was just always really positive and solid, and uh, that was a blessing in itself. Yeah. And uh, then I have my brothers and sisters, aunts, uncles, because my parents, my mom had like six siblings. Mm. My dad had like six or seven siblings. Oh, so then you multiply that by cousins. and <laughs> So that's a big, big family. And so we did have some good family reunions. Where could they all fit all of you? Parks. <laughs> no one's house could hold that many people. Well, I, yeah. Not, not indoors, but it was, it was tight when we did. Because we would get together for the holidays when I was younger. Cool. Yeah. That was always great. And so, yeah, carrying those... Carrying those relationships, especially with cousins, cousins that, I mean, when you're little and you have older cousins, you don't really relate to them. But as you get older, all of a sudden, they're your peers almost. Yeah. You, you have a lot in common with mm-hmm. them, and it's fun to get together with them and, and hang out. So that's always. We got a, yeah, that is cool. We got a big family, not as big as that. But when we get together, we still, we pack in a house and it's, 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 it's crazy tight, but it's fun. And you do it a couple times a year. That's great. But going back to my children, mm-hmm. Joshua, Aaron, Ryan, and Jessica, and three of them are married. And I mean, they, they're, 
they give me such joy, and that's what's fun. Yeah. It's fun that they're all actually in the area now after a few years where we're kind of scattered. Now they're in the area. And then the spouses that they have are just awesome. And their families, yeah. which is even more of a blessing that where they came from and who they are and we're friends with their my their spouse's family, my in-law, my daughter-in-laws, and that's great. Yeah, if you guys couldn't tell listening to this, uh, Morty's a social butterfly, so <laughs> he relates <laughs> to everyone and is constantly talking and doing something, which is a great thing. Yeah, and people say that, and you know what? I I see it and realize it, but it, I don't do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happens, and I don't. I couldn't give you reasons for why. It, so, I don't know. It's a gift. It's, it's a blessing. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and I say the relationships just keep growing from there, from knowing people and and that. But even being part of St. Paul's, then um, grew up. I. We've been here for 36 years or so. Um, came here, taught Sunday school, got involved with small groups, per- participated on different boards, the uh, evangelism board, youth board, and the elders. Those were the three that I've, I I uh, was on, and those were those were always enjoyable. Yeah. And, and the what was so enjoyable is is just connecting. Not necessarily all the work that you have to do. Yeah. But <laughs> but it's connecting with the people that mm-hmm. are on there. And that isn't necessarily why I joined them. When I talk about intentional, unintentional, mm-hmm. it's the things that turned it turned out to be. And that was been great. And it's a great way to get plugged in too. I mean, if people are just looking for not only a way to serve, but to develop relationships you know, working side by side with someone, making decisions for the sake of the congregation or even being deployed to then go host an event or help with stuff. Because I know, like, for example, the youth board, they do a lot with yeah. youth. They're often often involved somehow intimately, and that's a, it's a great way to develop those things. So, yeah. so then I um, I also had the opportunity to participate on some of the call committees, one when they called like here because principal oh, years ago, yeah. and then just recently when they called you last year. Yeah. I was on that. Yeah. And what was fun about that was the people I was working with mm-hmm. and, and being and And these are people that I really didn't know. Some I did know better than others, but the relationships then that I, that I formed being on those boards, um, again, was a, a great blessing. So <laughs> it's, it's neat. And then just with my kids being in, in school and the sporting events, just the interaction with with the parents and the teachers and then them getting older and going to Living Word, same thing. I'm serving on the board over there and through sporting events and other events with the teachers were awesome for at the high school too. So that was fun. Um, after all my kids were older and kind of scattered, then I was kind of, Sandy and I were kind of on our own, and we had to find our own <laughs> entertainment. So I uh, got more involved in Bible studies, um, just in different areas. And that's a, even how I got there, and that's probably a whole whole other story I could share on another podcast. Mm. How you got to the Bible study? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, how did I got with these group of, of oh, guys? Gotcha. 
I mean, one group I, w- I meet on Saturday mornings in Cedarburg a couple mm-hmm. times a month and been doing that for a long time. But it was guys that I connected with through my kids when they were in grade school. They have a, I remember one fella, um, there's a track meet for all the grade schools in the area. It was over at Grafton High School. And somehow we got into conversation about um, our faith mm-hmm. and the support that we have. And next thing I know, I was meeting with him on a, on a morning just for coffee and having some devotions and Bible study. Then that grew, and that grew to a couple people. And then it grew to meeting with a larger group. <laughs> so it's just it, it's kind of fun to see that. So when we do Fruit of the Spear podcast here in the fall, that uh, that's something we, <laughs> there we <go>. explore even more. <laughs> yeah, but then that, yeah, no, my Aaron, my son, is a pastor up in Hartford, mm-hmm. and I I kind of invited myself to join his Tuesday morning <laughs> <laughs> Bible studies, and the nice. connections I made showed with up. Those. Yeah, that's good. It was, it was over at a, a restaurant, so I was you can do that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> So when you started, did you get like a table adjacent or <laughs> close to it? Close to... <laughs> hey, what are you guys talking about over there? Yeah, yeah. But it's it's funny because now I'm, I go there and the guys are awesome, and it's just a, a fun group of guys to learn and grow, good and walk with in the faith. And then I, I've been going to the Thursday morning Bible studies here that Bob Cast and would yeah. would lead to, into, and that's an awesome group. So. Yeah. The other area and last area I'll touch on yeah. are my own personal where I just want to go off on my own mm. or think of them going off on my own. Yeah. And I'll go to the coffee shop and just hang out, do my own Bible studies or devotions there. I'll go to Port Washington um, to sit and watch the watch the ducks fly and just thank and praise God for where I'm at and what he's done for me. And I do get my exercise and I'll walk the marina a little bit, but the people that walk by, you get to greet them and nine out of 10 people just keep walking, but there's that one person that'll stop and engage in some conversation. And it's just small talk for the most part, but sometimes it just leads somewhere. And that's what being open to to the possibilities of what God has in store for you. It's pretty cool. Uh, well, thank you uh, for sharing that. So you are relational, and you got a good balance, as you said, of kind of going off by yourself to recharge, spend time in and, and kind of that one-on-one time with God so then that you can get propelled to go back and interact with other people. But uh, what would you say to people who struggle with relationships that are maybe nervous to not only get on a board, but just feel like they can't have those authentic relationships or maybe their church or transplants, you know, you, you find a job, you, you wind up here in Grafton or you get your company moves you out to Texas and you plop down, you know, no one. And it's just hard for them to develop those things. Yeah. Um, I would say be, be bold, pray about it. Look for that confidence that you don't know where it's going to come from. But even even just attending a Bible study, you don't have to know a whole lot. You don't have to be a participant. You can just be a spectator. Yeah. And 
be a spectator and take it in and how much he can learn from other people is just so awesome. And then at that right point, at that point where God will lead you, the Holy Spirit fills you, you can be a little bit more of a participant. And after a while, and this might be years, Mm -hmm. you go from one to the next to the next that the next one is leading. Yeah. And the reason I can share this is because this is my story. Really? This is exactly where I was. I was just a participant. I was just an observer, I should say. And and little by little, um, and I can't explain it, I just was able to share some of my experiences and my thoughts, become braver, become bolder. I, again, I tell people I just blame the Holy Spirit for the way I am. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> Uh, that's a good person to chalk it up to. Yeah, yeah. God made me this way. But yeah, and and to be a leader then, and and I say not that you get, you're a big leader because I don't like. I've I've come to just recently to facilitate Bible studies to lead on, and I did a little bit with a small group, and it's a little easier when it's a smaller group. Mm-hmm. But as a as the groups get larger, then it's, it takes a little more courage to to be able to step out. But taking the and but taking those steps and and being okay with it, being okay to be in a large crowd, and not feel. I'm going to tell you not to be felt self conscious, but you'll be self conscious, right? And you just accept that, and you get through that, and then you'll see that you're not the only person there, feeling that way, and that is an, another thing what you can learn is that, you might think you're the only one that has certain problems or certain issues or going through certain things or feeling certain ways, you'll find out real quickly that you're not. And to be able to walk along other people that have those same things um, is huge in your spiritual growth. Awesome. Well, thank you. And uh, affirmed everything you said. And as we uh, transition, our, our very last question has been doing with everybody um, you know, one of the things we want to highlight in this for relationships is is, is certain to elevate and say, um, God cares about all of our vocations, responsibilities, jobs that he's placed us in. Uh, one of the needs that we have right now in the church is for people to work in the church. Um, there's a there's a big shortage everywhere of, of labor, it seems like, but also in the church. And, and maybe, Marty, do you get any words of wisdom? Maybe if someone's thinking about, you know, pastor, teacher, DCE, um, maybe uh, your role in responsibility. Um, any words of encouragement, maybe if someone's teetering on the fence or maybe they've never thought about it until this moment in time and anything you can speak into that? I would say, I would say first thing, pray about it. And that's a, that's a common thing that people will tell you. Mm-hmm. And okay, you can pray about it and talk to the Lord and you sit there and waiting for an answer, but you got to make a decision sooner or later. Yeah, you kind of you talk to talk to people around you, um, get an understanding of what your gifts are, where you're comfortable. Talk to your pastors, talk to teachers, talk to friends. Um, there's so many people around you um, that do care. Sometimes because this, this world is so large. And even your church can be feel so large that you don't know where to go or 
you get lost in the weeds, um, just reach out. Have the courage to reach out to other people, no matter what. And and I, I mean, you're probably asking the wrong guy because <laughs> coming up a, in a pastor's family, I was the one that did not go down that road. Gotcha. Well, that's okay. You've seen it all. Not that I had. Not that I didn't have. Well, I didn't have any thoughts at any time to be a pastor, but I had thoughts of being a teacher at one point and actually did take a couple classes over at Concordia oh, cool. for a little bit. But wherever you, you go, wherever you're planted, um, know that God has you there for a reason and that it doesn't have to be in the, necessarily in the, as a teacher or a pastor. Right. Um, I've had people at Rockwell tell me I missed my calling, that I should have been a pastor. I don't know why they think that because I wasn't out preaching around there, but I guess they they saw something I did. But I would tell them that, you know what, my calling is here, Absolutely. whatever that looks like and whatever it sounds like because I'm not, I'm not the boldest in being that typical evangelist going out and sharing the gospel. Um, and that goes back to what we talked a little bit about, but live it. Mm. All you have to do is live it. Mm. And that's the start. Know it, know that Jesus is with you, build that relationship. And that's the biggest thing of all the things that I talked about where I was at. The biggest connection was these are all brothers and sisters in Christ that I have relationships with. And that is huge. Um, we talk about high school kids, college kids going off. Um, embrace your faith. Embrace what you've been taught because that is the truth. That's truth. And mm-hmm. people t- say, what's truth? Well, Jesus Christ is truth. Yeah. And you take that into the world and you'll do all right because... You have him to support you and lead you and comfort you through all the junk that goes on. We live in such a broken world that um, it can be scary. It can be sad what we're dealing with. But, um, yeah, I encourage you to hang on to that that truth, the Word of God, and uh, use the people that are around you that God has put into your life to... uh, Keep moving forward and living life the way God wants you to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for the conversation today. Um, I'm confident it's going to inspire and be a blessing to many. And as we uh, close out our time for today, can I do so with a word of prayer? Please. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity to talk about authentic relationships that you have created for us in all things, as the scriptures remind us uh, that we uh, we have been given these gifts, we've been given these opportunities in order that in everything, God may be glorified through Christ Jesus. And to him belongs glory and dominion forever and ever. Uh, help us to always have this at the forefront of our minds as we discern our callings, our pathways that you have for us in life. But in all things, Lord, to be confident that wherever you have placed us, uh, we are there to proclaim Christ crucified. Help us to be at the forefront of our minds as we share that gospel with a world that desperately needs to hear this message. We pray this in your son's name.
Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening, and we hope you have a great rest of the day.